It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Houston Astros edition. I am Allison Footer, and I am here with Brian McTaggart. And now that we are into 2019 tags, we're going to stick with the New Year's resolution theme. So what would your uh, what would your New Year's resolution be for the Astros? You know, among the normal New Year's resolutions for most people are save money. Well, I think for the Astros, it's spend money. I mean, they have money to spend uh, in free agency you know, they want to increase the payroll. I mean, they already have ad- adding Michael Brantley, but they still have more to spend. I mean, they would love to spend some money on starting pitching. The, the market just isn't there. But, you know, um, owner Jim Crane told me about a month ago that they could be in the $200 million range when it comes to payroll. So, I mean, last year they began the year as the fifth highest payroll. So they want to spend money. So um, so they've been active in, in free agency. I, I think something still might come in trade. But, you know, the Astros are still very much uh, – looking to improve this team in, in a couple of different ways, and they have the money to do it. So, yes, the Astros want to spend some money between now and the start of spring training. They just have to find the right uh, match, the right opportunity to do that. Yeah, so after Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, they have uh, Colin McHugh, who is moving back into the rotation, and then they have uh, options with Josh James, Framber Valdez. We're going to see Forrest Whitley at some point in 2019. So, um, I mean, they do need that one guy, right? And so it sounds like from what you're saying that they're, they'd be willing to look at the free agent market and also um, the, the trade market. Um, I, I don't know that they're really – I don't think there's any roadblocks to either one of those. Do you think that they'd be leaning one way or another? I think they're probably leaning trade at this point just because if you look at the, the starting pitching market, um, it's just not as not as deep as, as maybe it could be trade-wise. And, and they still have, you know, they still have trade ships they, they could trade. I mean, a couple of names to look at that maybe we haven't heard a whole lot about uh, are guys like Sonny Gray. I mean, he's been linked to the Astros a little bit, but he would be a, a, a definitely the kind of guy the Astros would go after. You know, he'd be a great fit in that rotation, being a lefty. Um, the kind of guy that I think Brent Strom can kind of work his magic on and, and turn his career around a little bit with the stuff that he has. So I would keep an eye on him. And uh, another guy is uh, Marcus Stroman of the Blue Jays. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a guy the Astros would target as well. And I mean, and that's that's the kind of guy, the level of pitcher I think they're going after. And um, somebody who's had some, some good success at the big league level, but could still uh, take it to another notch with the, with the help of their analytics and, and Brent Strom and, and the magic that he works. So um, right now, I think a trade is more likely just if, if you look at the free agents that are out there, I, I think there they're, they're are better fits on the trade market at this point for the rotation. But man, they love their young starting pitching. I mean, they love James. They love Valdez. They love Whitley. You go further down, they have Bruskowskis coming, uh, Corbin Martin. So they, they have some really talented young pitchers coming up. They're not all going to hit. Maybe, you know, hopefully for their case, one or two do. But if they could get still that one more veteran pitcher to slide in there in, uh, with McHugh in the middle of that rotation, I think that sets them up very nicely. Yeah, I think that the biggest story that we're going to see 
more mid-season story for the Astros is going to be the promotion of Forrest Whitley. Um, I mean, it's hard to predict exactly like when he might come up, but I think it's inevitable, right? We're going to see him at some point in 2019. Yeah, inevitable. Um, I cannot wait to see what you know he does. I mean, he'll you know pretty sure he'll be in the rotation at, at AAA um, to start the season at Round Rock. I mean, I, I think you got to get him up at, at some point just to t- you know take advantage of of being being in the same clubhouse with uh, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, and we don't know if they're going to be back after after this season. We're not sure, so. Um, he's really going to benefit in spring training being with those guys, but I think we'll see him up in the middle of the season. Um, you know, we know there's going to be an injury to a starting pitcher. They're going to need it. And I, I think he's going to do great at AAA. Um, you know, last year was, was really a lost year for him with the suspension, the injury, but um, was terrific in the Arizona fall league. And uh, I mean, I, I really think the sky's the limit for this kid and I, I can't wait to see him in the big leagues, but it's not going to happen on opening day. It's going to be a little bit down the road, but he is coming and it will be in 2019. Wow. Yeah, that's a, there's a lot to be excited about if you're an Astros fan. Um, let's talk about the catching situation a little bit. So they have Max Stassi and Robinson Torinos. And um, reading some of your coverage, you feel that they would be uh, moderately satisfied if that was a tandem going into the season. But of course, until JT Real Muto gets traded, um, this is always this is going to remain a question because the Astros are definitely one of the interested teams and they definitely are one of the teams that has trade chips that the Marlins are interested in. Now, the problem is that the Marlins are asking for Kyle Tucker or um, Force Whitley. It sounds like Luno is absolutely not going to trade Force Whitley for any reason. And so the only team that Force will be playing for is Houston this year. Um, so that leaves Kyle Tucker, which is a possibility, but it's got to be really, you know, it's kind of a standoff at this point. I mean, the, there's a lot of teams that are interested in Real Muto, and there's a lot of untouchables that the, <laughs> the Marlins are asking for, and it's sort of like the standoff. But do you sense that they might, I, you know, with the Astros, you just it would not shock me at all if all of a sudden we wake up one day and they made a trade for JT Real Muto. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I still think they're in the mix. I mean, I, I, you know, the Marlins are in, in no rush to trade him. They don't have to trade him now. I mean, they could wait till uh, you know later down the road, middle of the season, you know, whatever. Uh, um, you know, I'm sure he's highly sought after. But the word I used, the Astros catching slips, uh, situation after they signed Chirinos, was their catching situation was stabilized. And what I mean is, if they go into the season with Stassi and Chirinos, you know, I think they're okay with that. And, it, you know, with, with the, the lineup that they have and, the, you know, the thunder they have in that lineup, especially after adding Brantley, they don't need a whole lot offensively out of their catching situ- uh, out of their catchers. It would be great, but, you know, they just, they just don't need it. And so, um, but then again, it's set up to where if they do bring someone else into the mix, I, I think they can still upgrade that position. I, I think the only way to upgrade it at this point is Riamulto. Um yeah, Luno has said that Forrest Whitley is not being traded. He was adamant at the at the winter meetings. His name came up, and he said, "We're not trading Forrest Whitley." I asked him if there's any other any other players, any other prospects that, that were untradeable, and he, um, I was kind of leaning towards the Kyle Tucker, and you know he wouldn't go that far. So I don't know. I don't know if Kyle Tucker is untradeable at this point. I mean, they did sign Brantley. They now have you know three outfielders. They're you know you figure going to start Brantley, Springer, and Josh Reddick. There's been some just you know uh, reports that they're interested in trading Reddick as as well to kind of free up a space. So I think it's all, you know, I, you know Tucker. I don't know. He, he remains an unknown. I mean, he you know struggled coming up that first month. He didn't make much contact. Struck out a lot. Um, didn't hit any any home runs. Um, and looked you know overmatched. Certainly wouldn't be the first to do that. But 
um, you know, they're at an interesting point right now to where they, they really need to, I think, commit to Tucker as being a guy they're going to give a good long look and a guy they're fully invested in because he's still got some trade value right now. So maybe they trade him. And if they, you know, if they can include him in Riyamoto, you know, I, I think then uh, they, may, they would do that. So they just have to decide where they're at with him. I mean, they've drawn a line with Quitley. We're not trading him. Um, I don't know if they've done that with Tucker yet. So the Astros um, actually had some some news right before the holidays that they're not going to have Joe Smith until probably, um, well, most definitely the second half of the season and who knows which month in the second half of the season, but toward the end of the season, he's out with an Achilles tear um, that happened while he was working out. I, it didn't seem to me, it, I mean, it was a little bit of a gut punch, but I didn't feel like this was going to throw the entire bullpen into disarray. Um, and Luna, Jeff Luno seemed to indicate that they're going to be able to mix and match with some of the guys that they can bring up, you know, that have, still have options on their contract. They can sort of shuffle back and forth from AAA. Um, so w- when you heard that news, what was your reaction to, to the loss of Joe Smith? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a loss to the bullpen. I mean, Joe Smith had a, a better year numbers wise, and I, I think the fans give him credit for. It. I mean, he had he got off to a rocky start, and you know he had a couple of uh, you know big blowups like a lot of relievers do. But for the most part, he was very very effective in that bullpen. But the one area where they have crazy depth right now is in the bullpen. I mean, with a couple of the key arms they added last year, and Osuna and Presley, they're you know really their two best relievers at this point. But even with Smith out of the picture, you have Hector Rondon, who, who was a closer for a stretch last year and, and did a pretty good job. I and mean, really, at the end of the year, he struggled. But you have Chris Davinsky, who's going to come back for you know a big season for him to try to get back on track like he was in 2017. Will Harris is going to be back. That's a guy who's got an all-star under his resume. And then you you know you got Brad Peacock, who's probably going to be back in the bullpen. So um, you know they certainly have a, a good surplus of arms down there. And um, I don't necessarily think they have to go out and get another reliever. And if, if they can uh, keep this bullpen together and, and get Smith back on the second half of the season, it'll, it'll just make them that much stronger. But Smith did have a, a really good season for them last year. You know, a guy that, you know, can wipe out right-handers, um, just just a, a steady veteran pr- presence for them. I mean, he had, you know, a 3-7-4 ERA, um, you know, struck out. You know, his whip was, I think, right around one, which is great. So um, I, I think I think the fans underestimate the impact he had. But I think they're deep enough to where they can withstand it. Another player that I think is a little underestimated, and that's just because he's had so many injury issues that have really kind of taken him out of the maybe out of the spotlight a little bit and the fact that he played for the Indians. So we don't hear a lot of Indians news down here, but Michael Brantley, um, you know, I, you and I kind of had the same reaction when we heard that the Astros signed him. Uh, that was a huge signing. And of course we have to always extend the caveat that he, uh, you know, has to stay healthy. And that has been an issue. He missed half the season in 2016. He missed almost the entire season in 2017. Um, but my goodness, a left-handed bat, he rarely strikes out. I just can't imagine him hitting uh, somewhere close in the lineup to Alex Bregman, who also is nearly impossible to strike out. Uh, this could be an ex- this could be a dominant lineup, I would imagine, for 2019. Yeah, I agree. Huge, absolutely huge pickup for them. Uh, a left-handed bat, which they they really sorely needed. But uh, if you look at the career numbers for Brantley, you know, he's a close to 300 hitter, I believe, on base 350. Um, he's got with the OPS last couple of years. I mean, last year it was 832. So. If he comes in and, you know, he could hit 18 and, and drive in 80 and, you know, like you said, not strike out and just be, you know, hit in the middle of that order. Um, the, the whole key to the offense is going to be um, what is Carlos Correa going to do? You know, he had he had some health issues last year. We know the back. And then um, he told us shortly after the season that he was having trouble uh, 
uh, breathing, and he had had surgery on his nose for a deviated septum. Um, you know, Jose Altuve played on a, on bad wheels the second half of the season and still put up good numbers. So those two guys being fully healthy now, you have Bregman, who I I think is uh, is going to be. He's my pick to win the MVP. It seems like I pick an Astro to win the MVP every year, but I'm sticking with it. I think you have him, you have Brantley, you have Springer and everything he brings to the table. Um, that That's a really strong core that matches up with, with anybody, but an absolutely huge pickup by the Astros for sure. Okay. Well, lots to look forward to in 2019 for the Houston Astros. Tax, thanks for joining. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening to MLB Extras, the Houston Astros edition. We will talk to you next week. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.